Good morning, everyone. It is Noelle with Mountain Island Nutrition. Um, I wanted to come on here today. Um, our topic is, I'm going to expand a little bit on what we discussed last week, which was our health spending account. I'm going to give you a little bit more clarification on um, what it means and how it can make a little bit more sense to you. And then we'll go into um, just discussing the I deserve it phrase. I brought that up last week in our group, our um, Mountain Island Nutrition Group, and got a lot of good feedback from that. So a lot of you said that you struggle with the I deserve it phrase. So I wanted to touch base on that um, and just hit everybody all at once versus answering individually and just some reframes that might help you when that phrase pops into your head. Um, I'm also going to touch on the CrossFit Health Continuum. If you go to CrossFit Mountain Island, we have explained this to you in some capacity, but not everybody knows about it. And it's the simplest thing. It's exactly the same as the health spending account, uh, just in CrossFit terms. And then I'm going to wrap it up with one of my favorite analogies um, that you will never forget. And hopefully it will help you along your journey in terms of just staying consistent with good habits. So let's dive right into uh, the expansion of the health spending account. So last week we talked about how making good habits is like making deposits into your healthy spending account. And anytime you make some not so healthy habits or some choices, that is pretty much like having withdrawals from your health spending account. So let's just for a second, um, take me and Cody as an example. So we are the type of people where we, we have spent years making deposits into our health spending account to the point where we are extremely wealthy in the things that lead us towards the vision that we have for our lives. Um, and things that are important to us are, are simply having good health, um, being able to enjoy activities outside that we like to do, hobbies, we're very active. Um, and we plan on having a family one day. So we wanna be able to be in the best possible physical, men mental and spiritual health with them, as well as for ourselves and for our marriage. Um, so the better we are as people, the better relationships we're gonna have, not only with ourselves, but with everybody around us and being leaders in the community as people that um, are what we preach, we have to uphold that. So that means that these habits and these deposits have to become automatic. Um, if we're thinking about it too much, it's too much of a struggle and we can't live that lifestyle. So I'm gonna kind of show you, if you're watching me um, live or via video, I've got my hands um, in this, pretty much in like a balanced side-by-side -side view. So what I want you to imagine is, take me and Cody, for example, we have spent um, so many hours and years investing in our health in the financial sense, but also just in the habit sense. Our wealth for healthy habits is up here. The amount of withdrawals that we have come out of our health spending account is way down here, right? So let's just imagine that maybe on a Friday night, we want to go out and maybe not cook dinner, maybe just take a break from dinner. So that withdrawal, is going to come up and our health spending account is just going to come down just a, a little bit right we could eat an entire case of donuts here 
and our health spending account is still going to drop very, very little. But you can see the massive difference, and our investment is so high that if we make even one small choice that is a withdrawal, it's only going to maybe put a very tiny dent in the work that we've put in over the years. Now, take somebody that comes to us for some help and they are really, really struggling because their healthy habits do not yet outweigh the not so healthy habits. So maybe they're the complete opposite and we're trying to rebuild. So this is where somebody will say, I spent 27 years making bad habits. Um, make taking withdrawals and not adding enough healthy habits. So what's really cool about healthy habits is when you are in the negative with healthy habits, even the smallest deposit is going to jump high, right? It doesn't take much to gain momentum, right? So the smallest change can have a huge impact on your health spending account. So it's not just going to tip the scale little by little, it's going to jump. So in the very beginning of your journey, for somebody who's in their first one to two years of rebalancing the scales, you're going to see huge changes in the first year to two years um, just because your body craves health. Your body wants to be healthy. So when you make those deposits, you're balancing those skills. So I know it takes time, but it takes less time than you think. You're not going to have to spend 27 years reversing 27 years of damage. It's only gonna really take two and a half years to get back to even, okay? Once you get to even, now it's game time. Now we stay in control, we stay consistent, and we rebalance those scales, right? So. When we get to even, that's when we hit a plateau or um, we feel like quitting because, you know, you, you've seen change and you're motivated by change, but now things aren't moving as much anymore. And because things aren't moving, we start to say that screw it mentality or the I deserve it mentality. And now the withdrawals start to outweigh the healthy decisions. We're going backwards. So the, when you, you hear health enthusiasts talk about how progress is not linear, it's a roller coaster. It's the same concept with the health spending account, right? So it's a balance of scales to where eventually we're trying to rebalance so that the deposits are higher than the withdrawals. So I just wanted to expand on that a little bit so that you can understand with more clarity um, what that looks like for a real person right? So the more healthy deposits you can make, the goal is just to rebalance the scales so that your deposits are higher than your withdrawals. Um, so let's go also, let's just talk about the I deserve it because that is a big reason why when we hit that plateau, um, we feel like we are making good progress and now we need to reward ourselves, right? So when the brain goes, I deserve it, I have two reframes that I teach my clients. So the first is, um, you know, I've worked really hard. I deserve to be rewarded for my hard work. Well, I deserve to have great energy. I deserve to be fit. 
I deserve to feel healthy. I also deserve to have a healthy body that I feel comfortable in my own skin. So whenever I wanna justify that I deserve to go eat junk food or treats, I actually just remind myself like, no, <laughs> I really deserve to be rewarded for my hard work. Um, and, and these are the things that are important that I deserve to have. So instead of thinking, um, you know, I, I need to be rewarded for my hard work, so I'm gonna treat myself with junk food that doesn't support the person that I want to be, that doesn't support my long-term vision for myself. So instead, I am going to make a list of ways that I can deposit into my health spending account. Maybe that looks like going for a walk. Maybe that looks like uh, going to do fun things to a concert or something like that. Treat yourself in ways that promote the healthy version of you. Now, my second reframe is um, if feelings could talk. So I, if you, I like to tell my clients, like think about a baby cry or a dog bark. They have very distinctive cries or barks. Now, I don't have any babies yet, but I do have dogs, three to be in fact, lots of dogs. There's lots of barking that <laughs> goes on in our house. And uh, my dogs have a few very distinctive barks. So they have uh, someone's coming to the door bark, uh, let me out to the bathroom bark, uh, feed me bark, uh, did you hear me human? I said I'm hungry bark. <laughs> Uh, let's play bark. And so because I know my dogs so well, even though I don't speak in dog barks, I kind of know what each dog bark means. And then I can respond with the right action, which is to feed them or to let them out or that I need to take them for a walk. So whenever you hear your brain, I call it lawyering. So trying to find out, find loopholes to justify the treat because you had a hard day, because you worked hard, because you did a workout, uh, whatever it might be, I now go, huh, I hear I deserve it. Okay, that's some kind of a dog bark. So my body is trying to tell me that there is an unmet need. So what's behind the I deserve it? Is it that it's the end of the week and I'm just exhausted and there's been a lot of noise on social media and you know what, tonight I just need to cuddle up and watch a movie and go to bed early and just call it a week. Maybe I'm anxious and I deserve it is I, I want to stress eat, but a walk is going to make me feel a lot better. Maybe I deserve it is I'm craving connection because I'm lonely or boredom. Um, and maybe I'm just, you know, I need to call a friend or um, maybe I need to hang out with my girls because it's been too long. So um, maybe to the point of boredom, this happens sometimes, often. Um, maybe you're bored and you're just craving excitement and it has been way too long since you've done anything fun for yourself. We get in that cycle of uh, wake up, go to work, maybe hit the gym, sit at home, watch Netflix, go to bed, do it all over again. And there is no excitement whatsoever. Maybe your I deserve it is I just need to do something fun for myself, right? That doesn't involve doing the unhealthy habits that you are going to regret or feel guilty for the next day. 
um, that doesn't, that's not going to make you feel better. So something interesting needs to happen in my life. So I find that if I reframe, I deserve it as what unmet need is trying to make me feel better with food or alcohol, there's no shame or judgment when I, when I deserve it pops into my head. But instead of your toolbox being a baby crying and you just responded by giving it a bottle, giving it a bottle, giving it a bottle, um, now you have other tools that you can um, throw at it. So instead of my dogs barking and I just feed them, feed them, feed them, my dogs are going to get big. They're going to get lazy. They're not going to feel good. Now I'm going to have to take them to the vet all the time. Now they're going to need medication. Now they're not going to get to, I don't get to play with them because they don't have the energy to play, right? I didn't get a dog so that it could have a bad life. I got a dog so that I could treat it well. I could take care of it. We could have fun together. We could go on hikes. Um, that's what life is. So don't do to your life what you wouldn't do, what you, yeah, what you wouldn't do to an animal, something that you deeply care about, or to a baby, right? You're not just going to keep feeding a baby if they need their diaper changed. Um, you're not going to put them to bed if they're hungry, right? You're going to distinguish the difference between a baby cry when they need something and a dog bark when they need something. And you're going to take something out of your toolbox and you're going to say, oh, this is what you need. And this is what's going to help you, right? Versus hurt you. So anytime the phrase, I deserve it comes into your head, do not feel ashamed or guilty. Just simply take a second to assess the moment that you're in assess how you feel, and think a little bit deeper, right? Have more tools in your toolbox. What is it that I need right now? Um, so if that's something that you feel like you're struggling with, I encourage you to just take a second to think about other tools that you can use to help with that. Um, now, so for the CrossFit Health Continuum, um, I wish I had something I could draw on, but I guess I've got a whiteboard back there. Ah, perfect. Hopefully it doesn't show up backwards. Oh, it will. <laughs> this is going to be my attempt at drawing backwards. And I don't have time for that. <laughs> All right, so the CrossFit Health Continuum. Uh, I am going to just draw it backwards and hopefully this is what it looks like. So if you're watching on the video, the health continuum is just simply um, an upside down U. Yes, best I can describe it. So again, with the health spending account, look, just think of this as like a sliding scale of your financial wealth. So on, okay, it's gonna have to be, is this gonna have to be backwards? So on the bottom over here, um, we are going to have sickness. Oh my gosh, it's totally backwards. <laughs> um, I can't write backwards. But on the bottom is sickness. The top is wellness. And I promise I will post an actual <laughs> picture of what this is supposed to look like. But uh, wellness is at the top and fit 
is at the bottom of the other side. So think of sickness as a sliding scale up to wellness, up to fitness. So um, when I talk about the health spending account and adding money into your bank account, a lot of us start um, on the low end of the sickness um, as we start our health journey. Not all, but some. Um, some of us are already kind of starting between wellness and sickness, but just anywhere between wellness and sickness is just the average American. So when we measure wellness, we like to think of things like blood pressure, um, we think of triglycerides, cholesterol, um, heart rate, resting heart rate, um, you know, these, these things that you would get monitored at the doctor's office if you were to get some labs done. Um, so something that would be healthy would be like uh, 120 over 80 for our blood pressure, our triglyceride levels and cholesterol and resting heart rate. Resting heart rate would be around 70 or below. Um, things like that, right? So as we go higher onto the fitness, blood pressure is going to be even better. Triglyceride levels are going to be even better. Um, cholesterol, resting heart rate is going to be in the low 60s. So we're just getting even fitter, even healthier. So let's talk about the uh, just making withdrawals, right? So if you make withdrawals, it's going to make it a little bit harder to climb this continuum up to wellness. Um, but the more deposits you make, the slower you're going to inch your way past wellness towards fitness. So let's talk about COVID for a second. So for those people that um, stuck it out through the pandemic, they continued exercising. Maybe they were exercising at home. They were still making healthy choices. Um, they're feeling like they're in control of their health. Um, they continued to push that marker and add to their health spending account to hopefully, if they got COVID, not fall so far down the continuum. So if you are somebody that is consistent you're constantly making healthy deposits into your health spending account. If something like a pandemic hits or the flu, or you get a cold or you get allergies or something like that, it's going to hurt you less. So you're not gonna have as far to fall because you're already so high on the continuum. Your balance scales are already so high that if something were to happen drastic, that's out of your control, you might drop, but if you do drop and you're on between fitness and wellness, well, now you're just back down to well, right? So it doesn't hit you as hard. Now, if you're somebody that is climbing between sickness and wellness and you get COVID, it could knock you all the way down. And now it's going to take you six months to a year to two years to recover from that. So this is why it is so important for you to constantly be thinking about what kind of deposits can you make into your health spending account? Because that will pay off in the long run. So, you know, there are things that you can control, which are sometimes your withdrawals. And then there are things that you cannot control, like getting sick. Um, so making sure that you're the one that's in control of every decision that you make um, will set you up for success with your overall health. Um, on this health continuum. So if you are curious about the health continuum in more detail, there are lots of CrossFit lectures on YouTube that you can 
search. Just type in health continuum on CrossFit and the CrossFit level four seminar staff do an amazing job at explaining this in more detail with specific numbers. Um, I highly recommend watching it. I watched it like a billion times, <laughs> but this is what I mean by consuming things that are going to impact your life. So um, things like the health continuum. Now, um, the last thing I want to talk about today are is this analogy that um, it's it's weird, but you'll remember it. It's a toothbrush analogy. So I brought my toothbrush and Austin's sweaty body in the background. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, you're getting a little bit of a show. <laughs> um, but I brought my toothbrush and my toothpaste today as an example. Um, which is kind of weird that I had to bring this to work, but it really helps to be like a visual um, reminder. But anytime I have clients that are struggling with consistency or they have a, a bully in their head that is constantly beating them down anytime they take a withdrawal or um, make a not so healthy habit choice, um, I just simply say, remember, toothbrush. Um, so when I do my nutrition coaching, we, I show them this um, iceberg of success and I, I don't have it with me right now, but um, at the very top, you have willpower. Uh, and then at the very bottom, you have your environment, you have behavior change, you have habits. These are the three most important things that we build on. And um, anytime we have to deal with willpower or motivation, um, we are absolutely going to fail, right? Because will willpower is not always going to be the strongest. Motivation is not always going to be there. But if you can take a habit and make it automatic, you don't even have to worry about will willpower or worry about motivation because it's just something that you do, right? So thinking about some habits that are automatic, one, for example, is putting on your seatbelt when you get into the car. Um, I think about when I get into the car, I don't, I don't even have to think about pulling it across my body and buckling it in. My body does it without me even having to think about it. Why do we do that? Well, because it protects us from an accident where we could die or we could get badly injured. So that's something that's been ingrained in us forever. So if we aren't, um, never mind. You'll remember to put your seatbelt on. Um, now, what about brushing your teeth? Hopefully, if you were listening to this, you brush your teeth before bed every night. I know I do. Uh, so that is just a habit that we have, um, has been ingrained in us since we were little kids. So brushing your teeth before bed, hopefully within the last week, you have absolutely brushed your teeth without forgetting. Um, but let's just say maybe within the last year, maybe within the last five years, there has been a night where you forgot to brush your teeth. Um, so maybe you um, were just really tired after a long day at work and you just skipped dinner, went straight to bed, didn't brush your teeth, but you're laying there and you're like, oh, I really need to brush my teeth. I feel weird not doing it but you still go to sleep anyway and you forget to brush your teeth. 
not a big deal. Um, let's say you came home from a night out with some friends and um, it's Friday night and you get home and you go immediately to sleep and you forget to brush your teeth. Well, Saturday morning, hopefully you will just get up, go about your day and brush your teeth the way that you would every other day. So you forget to brush your teeth, you're just gonna brush them the next morning, right? There's no shame, there's no guilt, there's no calling yourself bad names. There's like not saying that, oh, I'm a bad person. I, I forgot to brush my teeth last night. Or um, man, I, I fell off the wagon last night. I, I didn't brush my teeth, I'm a terrible person. You don't say that, you just simply, brush your teeth and move on with your life. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, so when you think about that in comparison, it's a habit that you've made automatic. There's no emotion. There's no judgment attached to it. You just simply do it and then you move on with your life, right? So I think about, um, let, let's, let's think of this in the reverse. If we to, were to approach it as maybe you woke up and you do feel really guilty that you didn't brush your teeth. So you just have this screw it mentality. So screw it. I'm uh, I'm just going to eat a bunch of candy and let my teeth get really dirty. Screw it. So I miss a night. I'm, I'm stressed out. I deserve to have some candy because I missed my, my toothbrush cleaning. So I'm just going to eat a bunch of candy. All right, it, you, you wouldn't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Or maybe you feel really, really, really guilty and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to call the dentist for an emergency cleaning and I'm gonna pay double to fix it. And uh, hopefully I, I didn't do too much damage, right? You also wouldn't just like fly off the handles and go on Google and say, type in like um, best possible toothbrush to fix dirty teeth. You wouldn't go and buy a bamboo toothbrush. You wouldn't go and buy the best, most expensive Sonicare toothbrush that you possibly can or one with soft bristles, or you wouldn't go and try to find um, a different toothpaste because it didn't work because you forgot, right? That is just, no, you're not going to hop toothbrushes every time you forget to brush your teeth. You're just going to wake up and you're going to brush your teeth and you're going to move on with your life and you're not even going to think twice about it. That's what we have to do when we think about our health or our food, right? So if you if you forget to do it, it just get right back on it the next day. No big deal, no judgment, no guilt, no shame. Um, just keep making deposits. It's automatic, right? So if it's, if it's something that when you have to think about um, somebody that maybe doesn't brush their teeth often, they're thinking, well, I want to have clean teeth because I want to have a nice smile to hopefully um, attract a mate one day, right? If you constantly have to tell yourself that you are unattractive or that you are, this is who you are, you just have gross teeth, you just don't brush your teeth, then making those steps to brushing your teeth is going to be harder because you don't believe that you're somebody who brushes their teeth right? So if you are somebody that brushes their teeth, you have this habit, it's automatic. The next time it's just going to be easy, right? So there's a little bit of believing that you are somebody who brushes their teeth. You are somebody that eats healthy. Um, but if it's a habit, 
then it, you know, there's no identity carried with it. It's just what you do, right? Um, now take from the environmental aspect, uh, let's say I am a toothbrush robber and I'm gonna come into your house and I'm gonna steal your toothbrush. I know exactly where it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be in your master bathroom, right on the sink next to, um, next to your, your sink or whatever, your counter. And I guarantee your toothbrush is gonna be right next to your toothpaste, right? Either on your counter or in that mirror that opens up, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> with the cabinets. Uh, it's gonna be in one of those areas. So I can be in and out in five seconds because I know exactly where it is. That is setting your environment up for success. So if your toothbrush is right there, you're just automatically gonna grab for it, brush, go to bed, don't even think about it, just like putting your seatbelt on, it's right there, clip it, done. Now, if your toothbrush was in a different part of the house every night, you probably wouldn't be as consistent with brushing your teeth. If you had to custom make your toothpaste every single night before bed, you probably would not be consistent with brushing your teeth. So having uh, your toothbrush in a spot where you see it all the time, you know what to do, having your toothpaste pre-made where it's there, all you have to do is squeeze it on your toothbrush, do your business, and then you're done. That is an example of setting your environment up for success. So we wouldn't, um, just in relation, you think about if you meal prep your food, if it's already prepped, you are going to eat it. If it is at the front of your refrigerator where you can see it in a nice container, you're probably going to grab it. It is very easy. Um, so the next time you feel like you missed a day or you weren't as good as you were hoping to be or you didn't do a good habit, you made all withdrawals that day, the next day, just get back on it. Just think toothbrush, right? No judgment, no shame. Just pick it up. Do it again. Um, you're not going to say with your toothbrush, well, well, my teeth are so gross that maybe I'll just wait till after vacation and I'm not going to pack my toothbrush at all because I've been so bad. So I'm not going to pack my toothbrush at all. When I get back from vacation, maybe in a week or so, I'll get back to brushing my teeth. Or <laughs> you're not going to say like, um, oh, maybe um, I'll, I'll brush my teeth again on Monday, right? You're not going to wait because you know what happens when you wait too long to brush your teeth. You start to grow fuzz and then you can, you can scrape it off with your fingernails. <laughs> You're laughing right now because you have done that and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, the only one that knows the, sees the fuzziness hopefully is you because you catch it in time. But you know, it's the same concept with your nutrition. So if you can think of ways to make it automatic, it won't be a big deal if you miss. You just get right back on it the next day and move on with your life. So <laughs> that's my favorite analogy for uh, consistency and automatic habits. So the next time you feel like you've fallen off, think toothbrush. The next time you see your toothbrush in your bathroom, I want you to think, Consistency, 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 consistency. Making health the easy choice. What can you do in your environment 
to make the healthy choice the easy choice. Thought this was a long one today. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. If this was helpful for you, please share with a friend, share with a family member, share with a coworker. Um, maybe they need to hear this, that you know somebody that's struggling with the I deserve it mentality, or they're struggling to stay consistent, or they're beating themselves up because they um, consistently forget to brush their teeth in the uh, in a different sense. You know what I mean. So comment below uh, if you're going to, maybe you need to put your toothbrush in your toothpaste next to your sink. <laughs> Um, just comment below and let me know how you're going to change your environment, change your mindset, um, to now start to think about healthy habits. How are you going to add them? How are you going to make deposits? Um, how are you going to move from sickness to wellness to fitness? Um, if this is something that you have been working on, tell me how it has helped you. Maybe you got sick and it only bumps you down a little bit. Um, how did you bounce back from that? So this is meant to be um, completely educational, but also as a community, we need to come together, support each other um, in a no judgment area and just making sure that you all know that I deeply care about you. We deeply care about you. And um, if you need somebody to talk to, of course, I'm the nutrition coach here, so I can uh, happily talk to you about things that you're struggling with. Um, but I will meet you guys next Thursday at 9.45. It'll be our last one of the Nutrition Kickstart. And um, I will see you then.